Hi, Steve. Hey, Thomas. Did, did, did they do the clock, not clock yet? <clears throat> oh, my God. The show's already started. So that door <laughs> right over there was locked, so we had to walk around. Hello, everybody. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show, and we are off to a fabulous start, Adrian and I, and he'll be right here. He's locked out, too, and it is a great day. Last time, we couldn't have the show because Steve Wallach broke. He had so many people trying to get on the show when he was on last time. He actually broke our audience, and we couldn't work. It's unbelievable. But we're fixed up today, right? I, knock on wood. Hello, Steve Wallach. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Good. We're used to breaking the internet. Amen. That's good to see you. And it's unbelievable to have you on the show. I've been excited about this for a very, very long time. And the reason, there's a lot of parallels between Steve and his dad and Adrian and I. Getting to take your dad to work every day with you it has got to be a joy for you, just like it's a joy for Adrian. <laughs> so Adrian, say hi to Steve Wallach. And here we go. We, we could trade war stories, I'm sure, Steve. Welcome. Good to have you today. I completely empathize with you, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> a visionary father who trailblazed and you got to come in and figure out how to turn it into something, right? And you spend I'm your life like apologizing for your dad. That's all both of you have to do is every day. So Steve apologizes <laughs> for him, his and Adrian apologizes for his. That is the greatest. It's going to be unbelievable because Steve and his dad have been in the network marketing space since his dad was an Amway distributor many, many years ago as a result of losing a wife to cancer. And inside of that, he had to make a living and he was working at a truck stop and also I mean, he was working at something or another. And he was also going to a truck stop selling MCI cards. And that's where he found and fell in love with this profession. Is that right, Steve? Something like that. There was a lot more to it. But yeah, um, you know, his introduction to network marketing, he had never heard of it before, was with Amway and Bill Britt and and, uh, you know, all of those those uh, guys and that whole system. But, yeah, the uh, MCI card was part of it because it was the um, uh, deregulation of telecommunication. And so the uh, phone cards were brand new. And he figured out that uh, if he hung out at truck stops, truckers used a lot of uh, long distance service and phone cards were perfect for them. And so he definitely made that work. But he, he fell in love with the concept of network marketing and leveraging time and that leading to more time freedom. Yeah, that's that's really, really cool. And that's 100 percent right. And he realized that he could leverage his message like he did the MCI card through network marketing 10 times more effectively than he could any other way. Right. Absolutely. And so it was. The, the nutritional aspect of uh, Amway that he figured out uh, would help him leverage his ability to reach more people and educate people, more people uh, about health and wellness through better nutrition than his medical clinics. Because at that point in time, he had three medical clinics and had no more time. He was working four jobs, had four kids. He was single and just needed more time. He, he wasn't looking for more money. He was looking for more time. So then his dead doctors don't lie tape exploded and his little pipsqueak kid and his daughter-in-law, actually fiance, Michelle, they were going to go to medical school and have a life of their own. And all of a sudden the dead doctors don't lie tape exploded. And the rest is history. He gave you a distributorship that cost $6 as a wedding present 
derailed your plans to go to medical school and you two locked arms and the rest is history, right? Wasn't quite that simple or quite that I brought more to my marriage than Michelle brought. It just happened to be a lot of credit card debt. And oh. so um, I had way more debt and I don't think she had any and I had it all. And um, so uh, when we got married, I wound up uh, three years into pre-med, which was medical school um, in essence. And uh, we wound up doing uh, network marketing really on the weekends. And that led to uh, really us realizing not only could we help more people for the same reasons that my and keep in mind, my father came to this conclusion. So it uh, made sense for us as well. But um, we we got to a point where we were were doing very, very well as uh, network marketing distributors after years of trials and tribulations and uh, ultimately came to the conclusion that was the, the way forward for our lives. Yeah. So then you're going on this trajectory and you're making all kinds of money and you and your wife are having the rifle life O'Reilly and your dad's on the road doing lectures all over the place. And corporate is kind of making some mistakes. I mean, they're kind of slipping. They're, they're out of New Zealand, I think, maybe if I remember right. And uh, they're not really paying on time and they're really not shipping on time. So you guys literally decided to take that into your own hands at your home in Bonita, California, inside of that company. And then it got worse and you guys had to make that exodus out of there. Uh, they actually facilitated that by being nice enough to terminate you all. And you and your wife said, this is never going to happen to us again. But more importantly, in 1998 or 1997 or 1996 or 1999, one of those, all of a sudden you decided seven was a seven. Okay, good. Uh, actually, have you heard about my eyesight? I'm seeing double. So I can't see. That was 14 fingers to me. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, that even ended up a train wreck. And you guys ended up forced to start your own company with a vow that what happened to you with that company was never going to happen again. And you have, you're one of the few surviving 25 year old network marketing companies on the planet right now. And happy as a couple of clams. Cause it's been so easy, right? <laughs> I, I am. Uh, well, there, well, I, not exactly Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite, quite that smooth, but you know, um, it is very well documented. So you can double check me. But it is very well documented that I have told absolutely everybody along the way the very best place to be in network marketing is a as a successful distributor. Um, I think Michelle, my father, and I have lived every aspect. Knock on wood, because there's always more I'm I'm learning. Um, that uh, we we've lived every aspect of this this whole profession: the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, so, yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, we thought for sure we 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 thought for sure that, um, you know, being successful distributors, we had found what we were going to do for the rest of our lives. We were building a new house. Michelle and I got diverted to help uh, with infrastructure into Southern California back in 1996 as distributors. And we wound up hiring more employees 
to do customer service and shipping. We paid for, we bought and paid for ourselves more printed material for more printed material for our distributors, our downline. And this is a, a famous story uh, in the early days of Amway. And so my father had been taught that story, had heard that story, had learned that story uh, of Amway's history and realized that uh, as successful distributors, the company, that company that we were distributors for was failing in certain aspects, many aspects. And so my father's solution was, well, not to quit, to simply overcome the problems by doing it ourselves. And so we we supported our distributors, our downline in shipping, in product availability, in marketing materials and support in the field and customer service, all of those things, uh, because the company was failing at doing those those things. They weren't even paying on time. And you guys literally wrote They weren't paying at all, Tom. They, okay, they were well, I was trying to give them the benefit. They, they weren't paying at all. We, we wound <laughs> up, um, what we took product as uh, commission, and we we would stack up commission credits, and so we could get product when they had it, and so we then would make that product available not only to retail customers but to our downline, and that's that's how that all worked. It it was a crazy set of circumstances that in today's world could never work could absolutely yeah. never work. And the only reason it worked then was because of one person, one person alone. And that was my father because he made that work for everybody. Wow. So look at Richard Brooks on here. We, we woke him up and he is lucky he's alive. He was on one of those little <laughs> things with, like I was at Ariaz's house and he's peeling down a driveway and slipped off that thing and landed right on his back. Oh, he totally jacked his neck his, his leg up, but he could have a, he didn't have a helmet on, of course. He was like me. And uh, he's lucky he's alive. So shout out to him. Shout out to, what's Armand's last name? Armand's last Puyo. name. I can never say it right. Puyo. His wife was like ready to, she was sick. And she, for the last two months, she has been flat on her back. We They posted a, a, a picture last night of her finally getting close to being off the oxygen. So Richard Brooke, happy you're alive. Armand, happy you and your beautiful wife are alive. And Steve Wallach, by all accounts, you guys should be dead for what you've been through with COVID, from what you've been through with the betrayal, from what you've been through with the normal everyday things that go wrong, including facilities burning up and earthquakes and all kinds of stuff. You just have to fight through it, don't you? You do. And, and with COVID, we've been very fortunate, knock on wood. We have uh, escaped so far and, and uh, avoided that uh, you know issue. But uh, certainly uh, it has affected a lot of people and it has affected uh, all of us in terms of just, you know, uh, dealing with the with the uh, issues surrounding it. Uh, you know, just it's a train wreck in every aspect, um, for sure. And, you know, the, the most in, and, uh, you know, most concern is for people's health. Absolutely. Why didn't you quit? Lots of you know, companies have gone out of business. Lots of people have just blamed everything else and turned their back. Why didn't you quit? You could have quit. Could have. Could have. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, maybe it would have been smarter at times. But look, you know, people have, have asked me and, you know, I've been interviewed thousands of times, articles all over the place. And you know, people have asked me similar questions about, well, what about critics? What about critics of network marketing? You and I and uh, Richard Brooke have had some amazing philosophical conversations, by the way. And so, you know, 
one of the things about me is I grew up in this world and this business and this profession. And I've been, I've seen the other sides of other businesses. I've grown up around business. I've had other businesses, um, you know, all of that good stuff. And you've heard about my business mentors outside of, of uh, network marketing. And when critics, you know, criticize network marketing, the reality is I've seen the greatness that um, network marketing can provide and does provide uh, people from all walks of life, uh, all walks of life. And so, um, you know, when you say, well, why didn't you just quit? Why, why, why don't those people detract you, deter you? It's the same with obstacles. Why don't you just quit? Why? You and I have heard Mary Lou Henner say to us in the audience and to us personally, you know, everything's hard. So just pick your heart. And that is so true because no matter what you choose to do, you're going to run into obstacles. So whether you're overcoming obstacles here, there, or, or elsewhere, you will encounter obstacles. Let's take a break because otherwise I'll get fired. So we are on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson. We're coming back right after this with the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Way to go, Mr. Radio host. How'd I do, man? Fight another day. I know it. Our, our radio guy. Well, yeah, I know. We, we had sound problems last week, and our our sound engineer was ready Livid. to kill us. So. I know, and he's listening yeah. right now, so make sure you don't say anything bad about his <laughs> terrible temper. All right, so let's go to work, oh, ma'am. What's goodness. up? Let's talk about this morning and that networking group, and just you know, I I think that there is a comeback of epic proportions in the realm of real human connection after we've all been locked in our houses for two years. It is so obvious. I mean, face-to-face. And Steve, you talk about it all the time. Here's here's what I know about Steve. If you're having Zoom meetings, he calls you on the phone and says, why aren't you having home meetings? And then if you're having home meetings, he calls you on the phone and says, why aren't you having Zoom meetings? So he likes them both just because that's kind of the way the guy's wired. But I am telling you, I'm having all the Suggs boys over tonight for dinner. I know. You know, 10 guys coming to the house. And it is so beautiful to be able to just sit out there and talk it over instead of Zoom, wondering what they're really doing behind the camera and uh we had a we went to a a group called tabletop networking this morning and it was just magic wasn't it it was it's so you know and you can do these same things in person or you can do them online you know you you get to pick how you want to do this but you know we we sat at this group this morning and you know this is all the people that i met and i'm you know i've just got picture after picture of all these different people and you're not going to be able to really see that but i'm you know i'm taking selfies with these people i'm putting my arms around somebody you're making a connection that's real that's authentic you're texting them the picture and then we now have this new digital business card deal where you can actually create a card that allows you to insert yourself into somebody's phone and so I, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I've won the Nobel Prize in economics and all kinds of stuff. I just put that in my description about myself. I put it in their phone and now it's true. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's, it is so awesome. And it's giving us this chance to be able to create real connection, to be able to have it last and to turn into something real. And I just think there's nothing more important than that. And somebody that I love, I just got off the phone. In fact, you booted me out. Because I was talking to that person because they were so low and they were talking about how isolated and how alone and how they slipped into this depression and didn't even know it. 
and realized that they were getting sucked into the negativity on social media and it was costing them the vitality, their money and their life. And that's all of us. And we've got to get out of the house. And if you can't get out of the house, you got to get plugged into a community that gives you the BLTs, which is you have to belong. You have to feel like you are loved and can love. You have to feel like you can trust and are trusted and you have to feel safe and make other people feel safe. And if you've got those four components in place, which Steve and Michelle Wallach have created at a major league level inside of their company, then people stay no matter what. If one of those are not present, they're recruitable and they're, they got one foot out the door and you don't even know it. Make those BLTs count and what you've invented with your crew of merry people with this contact mapping concept and app has done just that. It's, it's literally life and death and you get to be the person that is that kind that has that kind of impact on people because there's a lot, a lot of people out there that are suffering, whether you know it or not. And so plug into what we're doing, uh, go and go to that contactmapping.com slash biz card and create that. And we are going to come back to the main show in just a sec. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We got the one and only Steve Wallach. And I've said this before. Nobody believes me, but it's true. Number one, I'm going to be cremated. So I'm only going to need one pallbearer. And Steve, if I have a choice in that whole matter, it'll be Steve. At this stage of the game in my life, and I've said this for 10 years, it would be Steve. Because this guy has been in deeper water for me than anybody that ever has been in my entire life. I've told you that a thousand times. And it's shocking. But I'm telling you what, you want to be in the foxhole, even if they're not talking to you, even if they're not around you, you know, you have the BLTs with these people and you know, I have it going both directions. And I got in some trouble here a couple of months ago with that person that blackmailed me. And the first, the first person I called for advice and consolation wasn't him, wasn't the priest, wasn't anybody. It was Steve Wallach. Yep. True story. Fact. So Steve, you and I, I have known this about, like you said, you, you know, I, I've known this about you secondhand for a long time, but this, this last 18 months is, has been a whole nother series of, of trials and tribulations. And I'm just curious, what have you, what have you learned leading through such a challenging time in so, you know, on so many different dimensions, I would imagine running a company, keeping people going, keeping, you know, your corporate people plugged in, keeping your field moving what have you learned through that process? <clears throat> a lot. Um, you know, like I, <laughs> like I was saying earlier on this, on this broadcast, you know, I, I think I've, every time I think I've lived through it all, David Stewart, who helped set up the original infrastructure of, of our company. I remember him saying in front of a group of, of our distributors, you know, every time you think you have it figured out, life has a way of dotting your eye and, that caught my attention when he said it and it has life has reminded me of that statement many times and this is another one of those set of circumstances you know when this all first happened california which is where our company is and where michelle and i live um you know it um was the first to to fully lock down and you know we didn't know if we were going to be able to be open in the morning as a business or not and so we stayed up that night figuring out legally where we stood and our attorneys worked through it with us hand in hand that evening. 
And we came to the conclusion that we not only could, but would stay open. We didn't know if our employees would show up because the, the news, that's all that was on the news was everybody stay home. And when that happened, you know, our kids had already been sent home from school and we were told, well, just two weeks, two weeks to solve this, two weeks. Now, my background is pre-med and it, my, uh, my higher level education, uh, professional education or, or uh, whatever you want to say, um, is pre-med and a, an area of um, extreme interest to me back then was microbiology. And what they were saying made no sense to me. And so, you know, we began to see the signs early on that they were sending home a year of curriculum with our kids to stay home for two weeks, supposedly. And so, you know, it just wasn't going to, to be that way. But we weren't sure who would show up uh, to work. And um, fortunately for us, the right people did. And we had already begun sending people home with laptops and things, even in advance of that, kind of seeing the writing on the wall. And so fortunately, leading up to that, we were, as Tom was already talking about, we as a, as a channel of trade, a profession, we were leading the video teleconferencing, meaning network marketing and having video um, uh, meetings and things like that already anyway. And so we were just at that precipice, at that point where it wasn't that big of a, a leap to get people set up at home. But, you know, learning through this process, as Tom was also talking about a minute ago, people have quickly slipped into depression. You know, if you're susceptible to depression, this, this, is, this is a big one, uh, this whole process, this whole set of circumstances. And you're exactly right. People have to stay plugged in. And my challenges with things like Zoom is they aren't a replacement for those personal interactions, those personal meetings, those personal just time and attention with with you know real humans. Uh, it's, it's a good you know alternative as opposed to nothing, but it doesn't take the place of human interaction. And so you know it it's it's uh, it helps. But like I said, you know I, here we are, 18, 20 months later, and I believe we're on the other side of this now. I believe that you know not only are people ready to get out there, they're they're braving being out with other people. They're not living in fear like they were a year ago, 18 months ago. And so that's a, a big positive. Um, people are willing to, to travel. Everything's busy right now. I can tell you the airports are busy. Cruise ships are cruising again. Uh, venues, hotels, uh, concerts, restaurants. Uh, the biggest challenge now is getting people motivated to get back to work. Getting it's Somebody uh, described it to me and it fits perfectly is like getting back to school after a summer vacation, that first yeah. week back to school, you're like, oh, I don't really want to be here. And getting people back in the swing of things after two years of being out of it is definitely challenging, but I think it's a huge opportunity for our profession. All right, let's take a, let's go back to the show. This take a break on the Genesis communication network. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a little break right now and you're beautiful take it away commercial time all right we're good <laughs> i went backwards i know <laughs> wait a second all right that that was great and sorry that was that's such a short segment i it's just fine. impossible to ask a question that's short enough for that little segment that was a cool answer it was a great answer and it's cruise great. ships back to work cruising yeah it's it, it's the real thing and you know i think 
inside of this, maybe, maybe this kind of dovetails into what we talk about in the commercial, which is, you know, the, as a leader, you like the, you know, they said two weeks, they knew it wasn't two weeks. They said a year, you know, I think I, I who knows what anybody knew when, but the reality is that this, you, we are just in a, a life where this is, there's a new thing out there that we're going to live with for who knows how long. Well, look who at knows? your small kids though. I mean, depressed, I mean, the kids in the school are going through it, too. They're wearing masks. They've never seen anything like this. There was somebody in the class gets COVID. Everybody gets scares the crud out of them. Their brain won't process it. The parents are in the jackpot because they don't know what to do. And then here comes somebody that does get exposed to COVID and the whole plan goes to heck in a handbasket. Home-based business is literally the only alternative for people to be able to take control of their own destiny and actually not be a hostage to a job, not because they don't like the job, not because jobs are great, but because you can do a home-based business from the luxury of the home, which is so important. Right, Steve? You know, one thing that there's always a silver lining, right? And so one thing that is coming out of this and it's loud and clear is the, uh, the freedom to be able to work remotely, whether mm -hmm. it's in a J-O-B or people have gotten a taste of that freedom. They've gotten a good good taste of that freedom. And this is part of the, the challenge of getting people back to work, back to a job. Um, not that I'm advocating for that, but this is what you're gonna continue to see in supply chain challenges for probably the next year and a half at least, um, is getting people back to work and, and productivity back up. But for our profession, um, this is what we've experienced all along. We had the secret 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago uh, that people didn't want to listen to necessarily. They couldn't believe it to be true, but now they've experienced it. Sort of like sampling. One of the biggest tools of network marketing is sampling, sampling your product. And I would say this last 18 months has been a huge sampling of working remotely and time freedom. That's very, very well said. And, you know, there's a ton of companies out there. This is, somebody said that the, it, it's like double the number of resignations this year of any other year in history. The, you know, people have figured, you know, have completely recast their life into this new mold. That is that I don't have to go to an office. I can still work a normal job or I can do whatever, but these companies are saying, no, no, you have to come back here and you got to go punch a clock again. And people are saying, take a hike. And so there is a huge amount of demand. There's a huge new set of needs for people to be able to find a way to earn the living that they want to in a life that has a better balance and that doesn't have them putting all these miles on their car all the time. And that's a huge deal. Absolutely. So what's the other side of it? <laughs> what's the, I don't know. What is the, I don't know. That's what I want to know. All right. Now what? Yeah. I, so, I, you know, I think that in order to do that, in order to be able to cross that or, or to, you know, when you're talking to people and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next or plot their next move, you know, anytime that you're going through a transition, it, Google is not going to be your answer in those key moments in life. You know, there, there isn't a roadmap for those things. And the way that you do it is through the frame of who do you know and who can you trust and who's going to, who is going to be in your corner to help you through those big life transitions and learning to be a professional and learning to be intentional about treating your connections like the most important thing, because that's what they are. That is 
I think what will separate the people who are the most successful in this sort of new world that we live in that is never going to go back in my opinion. And so contact mapping is, is created for just such a moment. And so if you go check out contactmapping.com slash app, it would be very well worth your time. And it allows you to live your life in that way and to set yourself up for success in anything that you do because you have all those connections. So contactmapping.com slash app. And we're back. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Shanoff, Adrian Shanoff, and Steve Wallach, who I think for a young guy is like one of the grandfathers of network marketing because he started so doggone young. I mean, he started as literally a little boy in this business. And it is a rare day that you meet a distributor or a distributor couple that can step out of the distributor shoes and into the owner's shoes and pull it off. And the opposite of that is all these hedge funds and all these supposedly brilliant business people with no hearts that think this is such an easy business. Steve has been a student of business and the stock market even more than he was a student of microbiology. And as a result, he, he measures 12 times and cuts once. I cut 12 times and measure once. I would, de I would be the worst company owner on the planet. And would you agree with that? No comment. <laughs> As a result of that, the cool thing about that is, is Steve did not let that stop him. And so all of a sudden, he's got this startup called his company with stability called his business acumen. And that's what's let him stay in business for over 25 years. And the, it had, he's had to pivot many, many times to be able to live through that. And you're still doing it. And what do you see for the future, Steve? What do you see for the future of your company? And what do you see for the future of the network marketing profession? You know, old people like you and me, Tom, <clears throat> we yeah. have lived through um, some pretty crazy things. You know, I, I can barely remember, you probably lived it, the Cold War, you know, drills in, in, in grade sure. school, right? And so then we've lived through the, the stock market crashes. We've lived through, you know, the 80s economies. Um, we've lived through uh, real estate crashes, even more recently now the pandemic. But you know, anytime there are major shifts in economies, in trends of any type, baby boomers coming into the workforce, coming out of the workforce, retiring, and all of, all of those sorts of things, uh, the technology um, boom. Uh, you probably remember the industrial revolution, <laughs> but you know, um, anytime there are these types of major shifts. Um, you know, there's huge opportunity as well. And so I think this is one of those times. I really think it's perfectly tailor-made for network marketing. Like I said a minute ago, um, th there's no better sampling program of time freedom than what we've all just experienced. And people don't want to give it up. This is why they don't want it. What, what Adrian was just talking about, I don't remember the name of the index, but it's affectionately known, which I can easily remember, uh, which is take this job and shove it index. And it has never been at a higher uh, point in recorded history. And that is telling us all something that is telling us that people don't want to go back to their jobs. They want to find any way out of not doing that and doing what they've been doing for the last 18, 20 months, which is having and experiencing time freedom. There has been no bigger shift in my lifetime towards that than what we've just experienced. And that is tailor-made, like I said, for network marketing. Steve, 
there's been a lot I mean, of noise. Everybody, out there. sorry, Adrian, I don't mean, mean to jump on you there for a second, but everybody around the world has just experienced the exact same thing. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and so Steve, you know, you, you have this huge shift that you just talked about, which I, I see, I a hundred percent agree. And then you also have this backdrop of what, at least from my external perspective, it seems like a lot of, you know, pressure and a lot of, you know, shift happening in the network marketing profession where maybe there's pressure to, to really rotate towards it's only about customers and it's not really about the network marketing model per se anymore. And I know you're very involved at the professional level with other leaders in, in network marketing. You know, what do you see happening there? And how, you know, how do you think is the, how do you think you lead through that where you still continue to double down on this network marketing profession that I know you believe so deeply in? Absolutely. I think I think you triple down on it right now. And so I don't think it has detoured from the network marketing model. I think there has been a detour away from the network marketing model or a little side kind of path, which was this this kind of um, belief that customers and distributors are the same. That isn't true. It wasn't true. It's never been true. It's not going to be true. And so I think you should be a product of the product, whether it's network marketing or not. Look, I, I through college, uh, sold Toyotas. I, my first car was a Toyota. I bought Toyotas. I was a product of the product. I'm still a product of the product. I still think they're great cars and trucks. But um, I think what shouldn't have, have changed, hasn't changed, won't change, isn't gonna change, is that uh, direct sales network marketing is the perfect channel of delivering quality goods, whatever they may be, and services to the consumer. And distributors get paid to facilitate that, period. It wasn't different, it isn't different, it's not going to be different. I think we kick Amazon's butt if we follow that model. If we become, as Tom always talks about, the tour guide. We're just helping people find what they want. One of my all-time mentors is Zig Ziglar. And um, he's famous for the quote, you can get what you want by helping enough people get what they want, period. It's that simple. Keep it that simple. Yeah, and Amazon doesn't pick up the phone. Nope. So as a network marketer, if you pick up the phone, you just won. And so few people realize the magic in that and the magic in remembering and all the stuff that Adrian trains people to do. But it is what sets us apart from everything else. And those of you that are here, that are trying to figure out how to do this business, it is talk to more people. Eric Worre says that, Richard Brooks says that, Ron Henley says that, Doug Stair says that. You wanna figure out what's wrong with your business? There's only one thing wrong with it, and that is talk to more people. She or he who talks to the most people is gonna win this game. And you start documenting and remembering, I'm telling you the party is over and it is duplicatable at the lowest common denominator. That's all you gotta do. And that's what Steve's been saying since day one. And they haven't changed that tune. And that is how we win this game called trying to beat all these social media whiz bang big boys. Because I'll tell you what, human connection is the opposite, is the opposite of addiction. People are craving it. And when they don't have it, they start doing stupid stuff. When they start do when they do have it, they embrace the BLTs and it changes everything, right? Yeah, totally true. And you know, to that point about Amazon, right? Think about if you if you want to go and buy something like generic on Amazon <clears> that you don't know, I don't know exactly what I need. So let's say like organic 
lotion, whatever. You go and you type in organic lotion on Amazon and you're going to do one of two things. You're either just going to pick Amazon's choice or you're going to spend like 500 hours waiting through 300 pages of choices that you're going to make because there's nobody there to, that you trust to tell you what you're supposed to do. And so you're completely overwhelmed. And on the other side of that is the network marketing model where somebody who you already trust, who you already like, who's in your community, who you know how to find, who has a phone number that you can call says, Hey, I feel great when I take this product. This thing really helped me. I've seen it help a lot of other people and you really ought to try it. That's a tremendous service and it cuts through all of this noise and all of this overwhelm and all this stuff that we face on a daily basis because there's just a million and one varieties of everything in the world. I, my, oh my God. My wife took me to Ulta. Is that the makeup? She took me to some makeup store the other day and we walked in there and I'm like, it's like 50,000 square feet of makeup and lipstick. And I'm like, how did we get as a society to the place where you can fill a superstore with just cosmetics? Like, how does anyone ever make any choice ever? It's insane. And that's why having a human being is so important. Completely agree. Amazon, I, I, I'm going to tell this story during the show and I shouldn't, but anyway. <laughs> oh, God. So the other day, my nose, I'm telling you, when you get old, your eyebrows, your ears, and your nose hair grow like wildfire. So I'm wearing out those nose hair clippers like it's going out of style. And my wife just cannot stop coming by with the scissors where you're positive she's going to cut one of those veins. So I go to the I go to Amazon and I see it for a nose hair clipper. And there's a special for you save a whole bunch of money on something called the man whacker or something. So I order the man Don't whacker. Google that. No, it's horrible. <laughs> so I order this dumb thing and it's a hundred dollars and I, I'm waiting for it because my nose is getting worse and worse and worse. And I finally look on there and it's accidentally been sent to Steve Wallach. So then I go, holy mackerel, where is this thing? And the first description of the product is groin shaver. So Steve thinks I am buying a groin shaver, which I wasn't buying a groin shaver. That was just in the stupid package. So I hate Amazon even more because I would never buy a groin shaver. I bought the man whacker with the nose hair clipper. So everybody needs to know that. So that's the, and I know that Steve was running around the whole place going, look what Tom Chenault's buying. So I had to get that officially out there that it was true. Am I lying, Steve? The funny thing is, Adrian's birthday was just the other day. Mine wasn't that long ago. And, you know, I get this stuff from, from Amazon, including that. And so it is true. And, you know, it shows up with my name on it. And there's, there's, it, it the label says B Day. It doesn't say who it's from. There, there's talk about a total lack of, of you know, um, personal touch. Um, there's nothing. And so another another check mark of why I don't like Amazon. It is the most impersonal thing there is. And anytime you listen to Jeff Bezos speak, um, you go, if he can do that, anybody can. Amen. Unbelievable. Yep. And I we, also we all have a huge advantage, many huge advantages over Amazon. We just need to embrace them. I also bought a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous for another friend. And Steve also thought I was. I definitely thought somebody was trying to tell me something. I thought it was Michelle. <laughs> Unbelievable! I, and he, he sent them all back to me. That's what's so nice about it. But yeah, we wrecked the whole show talking about Amazon and my. Just shopping. slightly used, Tom. Barely used. You know, 
Don't use Amazon. <laughs> Call a friend. Back to you, Mr. Talk Show host. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. But the this point is really important despite that hilarious diversion, which is that this model really works. And you know, it, it comes down to this you like building that relationship exposing people to an opportunity to earn some extra money on the side, exposing people to awesome products that really help them that have helped other people that have, you know, a great story and a great background and a great pedigree attached to them. All of those things are a service and they cut through the noise and they're just, it's more needed than ever. And, but it has to be done the right way because if we're, if network marketing catches wildfire in the, you know, in a way that's, you know, just this sort of like glitz and glamour or this sort of like, you know, it, it's all sort of, you know, trying to pitch people or whatever, then it's going to get knocked back. This is an opportunity for it to be done the right way and to really create market share in terms of how people earn a living in a way that it never has before. And that's pretty exciting. So we got to go to a break. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk on the backside of this thing about network marketing and where it's going and how these guys weathered a storm. And it's been a big storm about the internet and all this stuff where everybody said it's going away. And now network marketing is more relevant than ever before because of what Steve just said. We'll be back right after this. All right. All right. Exciting. All right. Good. Pretty awesome story, wasn't it? That was a funny, funny story. Yeah. So I here's wonder, the, I heard you snicker. I, I'm always oh, I started I laughing so hard because I remember that dumb Amazon thing. But here's the deal. Steve Wallach has been a contact mapper for a long time. So Bob Bodine wrote a book called The Power of Who, which was unbelievable. And Steve actually read it. And his wife was obsessed with Oprah Winfrey. And Steve actually read that book stood inside of who do I know, who do I know, who do I know, who do I know that knows somebody? And the next thing you know, Oprah Winfrey is on the stage acknowledging in a gigantic arena, Michelle Wallach, as a result of Steve, understanding the power connection. Is that true or not true? It is mostly true. It is mostly <laughs> true. But I'll tell you, Michelle embraced that as well because it was, Michelle had set a goal to meet Oprah. But what is even more impressive is Michelle and, and myself have gotten to know Oprah and Stedman and they're great. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. people. And behind the scenes, they're as good behind the scenes as they are. I mean, they're, I'm Stedman, they are. I'm they I'm absolutely are. Good people. But yes. It's all, you guys all know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And probably, you know, and I'll never forget. You said, you need to know this guy named Michael Burnoff, Tom. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that. And he was six foot seven and an intimidating guy. And I didn't like him very well because, you know, he was just too smart and too good looking and too tall. And I just thought I hate the guy. But anyway, I read a book called um, what did I read? You read a lot of books. No, I want a who not how a who not how, oh. which is like the power of who on steroids. And I truly wanted to get to that author to get him on this show who's going to be on here in two weeks. And the reason he's going to be on here in two weeks is because of Tucker Max, that guy that wrote, I hope they sell beer in hell. Burnoff, that's who published Burnoff's book. So I grabbed Burnoff and I said, can I talk to Tucker Max? He said, you don't want to talk to Tucker Max. You want to talk to Dr. Ben Hardy, who co-wrote that book. Burnoff hooked me up with him and the rest is history. You guys have connections to 
everybody if you'll just take the time to ask somebody if they know somebody who's going to know somebody, right or wrong. And that's contact mapping. To- totally right. And then on top of that, to figure out at every step of the journey, what really makes that person tick and what's in it for them. Oh, yeah. You have to go into what's in it for them. If you don't, if you're just this little taker, uh, it's going to it's going to catch up. It will expose itself. Or yeah. even if you're just a nice person, but don't know how to think that way. Right. It's not, you know, uh, we know not to be a taker, but you are so good at going. How do I figure out how to add value to that person and speak into their list? Yeah, 100 percent. Right. And if you can live in a conversation for what's in it for them, even though there's a what's in it for you inside of that, you win. And it's going to turn around. Remember, 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 ask. Because everybody expects an ask. Yeah. Especially they, they think I'm ask, 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 maybe remember. But it's remember, 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 ask. I promise you. So <laughs> that says we need to introduce a Tom Chenault truthiness. Story. That's exactly <laughs> right. The people should just hold it up. That story's got like a four. Amen to that. So, all right. So go and check out contactmapping.com slash app. You want to know how Tom does what he does, how Steve does what he does that allowed he and Michelle to build relationships with the most amazing people in the world to include Oprah Winfrey and Stedman, then that's how you do it. So go check that out. We're going to come back to the last segment on the show right now. And we're back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. And I am Tom Chenault. This is my little boy, Adrian Chenault, of whom he turned 37 years old just recently. And in my 37th year of my life, I stopped drinking alcohol. So he is just at ground zero of my bottom. And he is literally at the top and going higher, a little bit like Steve Wallach at that age. And that's pretty much when I almost when I met Steve and Michelle and it's been that kind of meteoric rise. And I'm thrilled to death. Neither one of you took the detour to get to it like I did. But I'll tell you one thing right now. I'm unbelievably proud of both of you guys. I think of both of you almost as a son to me, even more you. Where do you think we're headed in this great profession? Well, first and foremost, um, speaking to Michael Burnoff, it's his birthday today. So happy oh, birthday, oh, Michael yeah. Burnoff. So where do where do I think we're heading? Um, Like I was saying before, um, I think where we're heading is the fact that there's this renaissance brewing in professional network marketing, much like there is in people wanting to get out and get like two places again, as opposed to uh, not. And so uh, with network marketing, Uh, I think people realize what Amazon's up to. I think people are coming to the conclusion that Amazon is what it is. And, you know, there's and and companies like it, not just Amazon, but they they are absolutely impersonal machines. And, you know, they have no human factor to them whatsoever. Uh, Talk about artificial intelligence. You know, it's very much that. And so, you know, we like the authentic intelligence of uh, human interaction. And so network marketing, you, you've asked me before, Tom, maybe even on, you know, this, this uh, on your show. Um, I don't remember, but uh, I remember you asking me is, you know, where is network marketing going? Will it ever go away? I don't think as long as humans are human, I don't think network marketing is going away. It will change. It will shift. Um, you know, uh, trends change. But the basics of network marketing aren't going to change. And that is that it's human interaction at, it, it's, at its basic core. So that's where I see um, network marketing going. 
is more on the human side, more on the service side, more on helping people find not only the information they want, but the products they want to. Let me ask you a question. If you have to answer one of the three or all of the above. If you had a chance into going into space, would you go with Elon Musk, Richard Branson, or Jeff Bezos? <laughs> and why? Well, it wouldn't be Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, honestly, it would have to be Elon Musk. I mean, this guy is light years ahead of these other guys. He just is, and he came out of nowhere, right? So it just shows you that, you know, um, if you're passionate about something and really want to uh, make a difference, you can. And so you, you cannot discount what this guy has accomplished. And I'm, you know, I'm a fan of aviation. I'm, you know, a lifelong fan of uh, space and space exploration. Um, I, I love it. And so, you know, I, I follow all these guys and, you know, I am not a fan of uh, Branson. And I think his airplane toy um, isn't the real thing. Um, I think, uh, he needs to stick to cruise ships and trains probably, but, uh, Elon Musk, uh, look what he just did with four civilians, three days in space to the outer limits of, of true orbit. Crazy what, what they're accomplishing. I knew you were going to say that. And that's very cute. And what I wanted, to, the reason I asked him the question, it kind of stumped him a little bit there was because I wanted you to see his heart. You've seen his intellect. You've seen his tenacity. I wanted you to see his heart. I wanted you to see that twinkle in his eye. And I'll tell you what, the sky is the limit for him and this profession and his life and his wife and his kids and his grandkids and the people that are going to be taking his, it's a legacy company. Richard Brooke talks about all the time, how few companies are legacy companies. And that means you've got to be building them to give to your kids. Like I'm doing with this crazy contact mapping. Actually, he's building it to give it to his dad. So it's awesome. But anyway, however it goes, it goes. But we've loved having you on here, Steve. And I'm telling you, you're an inspiration to the entire world, much less the network marketing world. And we appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I've enjoyed it for sure. Have we got Always any look idea forward to coming on your show. Oh, Fraser Brooks next week. And so that's going to be exciting. He's got to get up at four o'clock in the morning from Dubai. I'm going to Dubai on February 22nd to speak at Rob Sperry's deal. So all of you, I mean, the world is at your fingertips. If you'll just take the time to realize how great you can be. I am a broken down drunk made good. None of, very few of you are broken down, drunks made good. And I'm just telling you one thing right now, if I can do it, you can do it. And it's all in the people that you remember in your life, how you treat people, how you believe in people and how you lift them up to lift yourself up higher, right? That, that's totally it. And this profession allows you to do, you know, it, it allows you to create a, a, a tribe and a group and a following from the people that you love the most. And it doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what their education, their gender, or where they are in the world. You can do that with the people that you want to go and do life with. And, you know, that, how, that's, that doesn't exist anywhere else. And I'm going to hook you up with Ron Henley. He listens to the show every week. He's, the, he's building the Network Marketing Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. And it is going to be a very, very big deal. We'll get him back on this show He's got one of the largest collections on the planet 
of everything network marketing. And uh, I was around for most of it because like he said, I was born in the 1800s. So very, very exciting. Shout out to my beautiful wife who is on here. Uh, wouldn't know, we wouldn't know what to do without you, Denise. We love you. So everybody will see you next week with Frazier Brooks. Steve, you're a doll. Hug the family. Those three beautiful boys, all those dogs and your wife. We'll see you next week. Bye, Thanks again. Bye.